Welcome to the Inquisitive Nobody. I'm your host, Martini Jean. This is where I discuss things from matters of the heart to the heart of the matter and share my perspective, even our perspectives might not be shared. All right. What is going on? How are you doing? I'm doing all right. There's uh, five days before the big day, Christmas Day. Christmas time! So, um, yeah, everything is pretty crazy, pretty erratic, you know, at work. But other than that, everything is going okay. Um, so, the season's over for Mad at First Sight. So, I'm going to try and fill in the gaps with um, some more introspective uh, episodes, including, you know, involving me, trying to get to know me. You know, I did that with episode seven, with, with you know, the late introduction, you know, late bloomer and all that stuff. Episode eight, I did that with episode 50. So now I'm going to do it with this. Episode 80, Archetypes, MBTIs, and Enneagrams, the Pseudoscience Study of Me. So that's what's going to be going on. If by the title that bores you, get out. (laughs) Because I'm not stopping this train, you know, for anybody. This is my show. I get to do what I want when I want and get to talk about what I want. And what I want to talk is about this stuff. You know, it, it, it interests me a lot. So when I talk about pseudoscience, um, it pretty much the definition is a system of theories, assumptions, and methods erroneously regarded as scientific. And I know that's kind of like a negative take on it, but pretty much it's like the things talking about, you know, like uh, like love languages, signs, astrology, uh, life path numbers, neuro- uh, numerology, and all that stuff. All those things, those um, metaphysical things that people gauge themselves in, um, all, you know, the things that people hate, you know, like all that mumble jumbo. I don't believe in that crap. And that's cool. That, that, that's cool with you if you don't believe that stuff. I do. I don't believe like in all of them. And I, and I don't necessarily uh, take them, I guess, as biblical, if, if that makes any sense. I mean, I know just because let's say, for instance, like somebody signed, let's say if they're like a Taurus or something like that. I'm, I'm pretty sure that not every Taurus is the same the exact same but there are characteristics that make up somebody that who is a Taurus you know what I mean so that's the thing that I don't get with people like I know I hate people where there's like oh you're a you're a Capricorn oh I can't date you because I know how they are like sure I can understand I mean but that that but that's with anything just like saying oh Oh, you're a pro athlete. Mm, I know how pro pro athletes are because we have an assumption, uh, and a stereotypical definition of a pro athlete when it comes to dating and relationships. You know, they're very promiscuous and whatever. Oh, I'm going on the road, babe. Yeah, you and you going on the road, fucking somebody else. So, but not every pro athlete is the same. But there are characteristics that make a pro athlete a pro athlete. So that's the thing. So if, if something, I don't know, like let's say a diabetic, there are characteristics that can that you see 
and diagnosis and all that stuff and um what is it diagnosis and uh symptoms i guess whatever that will claim a person diabetic oh there you go so if i see the same things in these uh metaphysical things like oh if you have this and this and this then you are probably this i don't see how that discredits these things if they match up with what's going on in your life you know and i'm not trying to say again that they're scientific but there is definitely something to them you know so i don't get it i don't get why that is not a thing you know um or or it's discredited as such but i get it i understand but for me listen i believe in it <laughs> you know or i believe in the stuff that i i have seen so there's going to be a lot of things that i'm going to be covering you know uh, and yeah we're just going to go down the line um so you can get to know me but also see that with these things with these definitions you can see that they've been me this whole time and it's so cool because over time i have been learning about myself and seeing all these things come to fruition and i'm like whoa that you know every every like new test that i learn about i'm like yeah why not Let, let's take it and then i take it i'm like wow this has i'm not saying that when i take it this is this is who i think i am now i say wow this is who i've always been and now i'm realizing that i'm not crazy or weird this is just how i am and it's the coolest thing in the world when you realize oh if i just learned this earlier i wouldn't have been so self-conscious <laughs> you know what i mean like oh this is great this is awesome and for the people who do already know me you're gonna see like oh wow like yeah that's martini all the way then for the new people just like yeah i can totally see how he feels that this is him because of course i mean we're on episode 80 if you've been listening to all of them or even not even all of them just the ones that have a guest on it the, the non-married at first sight ones you'll see my personality shine through and you're like okay these definitions definitely match with this personality wow this is crazy maybe i should take a test of my own because for me i always say that people should two tests i believe that you sh that everyone should take just to have a good foundation for who you want to be and no, to find out who you are but to also whenever you're in a relationship how to treat that other person and one test w which i'll get to is the myers-briggs personality test that one that the, the myers-briggs type indicator the uh mbti that that will show you who you are and your ticks and your you know what what makes you tick and all that stuff strengths and weaknesses and then the other, that's the one that you get to know yourself right but then the other one is uh your love language and that's how you deal with a significant other because that's important too if you don't know your love language your significant other won't be able to know how to speak to you lovingly but also you need to know their love language because so you can know how to speak to them properly as well and that's in the, the once you get those two things i'm not saying everything's going to be rosy or whatever but you have a better understanding and a good foundation for who you are and also 
whoever you're going to be dealing in a relationship with. I think those two tests, the Myers-Briggs type indicator and the love language, are paramount for uh, characterization and moving forward in life. I, I think that that's just me. But who knows? But anyway, but first off, first off, I don't even know if I said this in the um, reunion uh, show. I'm, I'm talking about Married at First Night, First Sight right now. We'll get we'll get back to episode eighty. But for a second, hold on for a second. Hold the goddamn phone, Clarice. <laughs> yo, the the yo, <laughs> there's so much that has happened. Um, post, um post reunion show i mean post where are they now my goodness well can we find out that zach is trash you know mirla is super trash um because you know johnny is johnny fuckface is trash as well um so much shit has gone on it's it's freaking crazy and i don't know if i explained it but if i didn't i'll try to make it pseudo short but anyway zach is trash he freaking cheated on bow and like the because the girl that he was cheating on with was all right i would have i mean i would have i mean i wouldn't have cheated i definitely would have messed with her you know if i wasn't with anybody else (laughs) you know but zacky poo uh freaking cheated on bow man my boo of the season and after he freaking crapped all over michaela now i'm not defending michaela in any way she's still trash too Hopefully she's getting better, but with Zach, fuck him. <laughs> you know, he's horrible. He's a manipulative person. But anyway, so so I guess he was messing with this chick, and she uh, shouted out Zach on I don't know Reddit or whatever because Bao put up a picture saying, "Oh, you know, this year has been crazy, blah blah blah." But you know, I have my friends, and everything's gonna be great. And then the girl was like, "Oh, well, I wonder if." She knows that Zach has been cheating on her with me. Boom. Then she went to Reddit and put out everything on on wax and just shouted him out. Zach, I, I believe, has yet to respond, but please. We have this we have the we she got the receipts, the messages, everything. Like what is that gonna say? He's gonna say nothing. That's what he's gonna say. <laughs> you know, his not his literal dick, but like his dick was out there for the world to see. So, you know, Zach cheated on Bow. So fucking messed up, man. Just just stay single, bro. Just stay single and mess with the see if you mess with that girl, you would have been straight. But no. You had to ha you had to have Bow for some reason. Whatever. Yeah, he's trash. Miller's trash too, you know, cause she tried to come out and explain her reasonings for why she left Gil in the in the way that she did. And I'm not saying her reasons are false it's just that her reasons are bad (laughs) you know she just should have said no on decision day and then should have been done with it if she felt so strongly about him calling about yeah about him calling her names like princess and all that stuff and it's not like he was calling her a bitch i was calling her that but um yeah okay so so he's calling you princess because you don't think you're high maintenance newsflash you are just because you don't like it doesn't mean that you aren't it but i can understand 
being called that incessantly, yeah, that would probably get on my nerves. But he should have said something. He should have said, you know what? I don't like being called that, whatever. And I'm sure he would have complied and be like, you know what? Yeah, you're right. But I don't know. Whatever. She's trash. But, I mean, that was pretty much it. But <laughs> it's just crazy. And, 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 like, Ryan came out of nowhere, tried to defend Zach and try to get his lawyer, like, true, true privilege, uh, you know, if you needed a poster boy for privilege, I'm going to get my lawyer. You better lawyer up. Blah, blah, blah. For what? What What does she do? What? Accusations of slander? How? You know, we see the text, you know, um, all all she said was like, Zach cheated on me. He didn't say, she didn't say that Zach's a horrible person. Oh, maybe she did say Zach is a horrible person. But, but regardless, she, she stated a fact. Zach cheated on Bal. And she presented those facts like a lawyer would. So what is the lawyer going to do? nothing you know so there you go but anyway that's mad at first sight shit new episodes coming january 5th new season new all that stuff but right now gonna give you some not i don't want to say filler episodes because they are about me but i just want to you know fill that gap i should say with you know original content again because i love the original content stuff but remember mad at first sight new episodes january 5th um and um yeah and hopefully new um new interviews with people um with my friends and hopefully in the near future with some non-friend guests as well i have some people booked so it's gonna be a good thing all right so all right now back to the regular schedule program so episode 80 archetypes mbtis and enneagrams the pseudoscience study of me all right so i've got this whole list you know literally eight pages long because i didn't want to mess up anything and i had a lot of stuff to read but you know I, it was it's, this list is very comprehensive um and i like it and and, and it's going to be cool to like go back and like read this uh, i mean well listen to this podcast you know in in the future and see like wow like this yeah this is this is me this is totally me um but yeah all right man so let's get to it all right so the first thing that i'm gonna talk about which will surprise people but will get people's like freaking um mouth water is uh, my sign because um i don't tell people my sign i don't tell people my birthday um that's uh, maybe that might be an entire episode uh on its own but well but then again i mean i already said it i think in maybe in one of the episodes episode 60 something with uh kyle and jen near the end i think it was with them that uh the reason why i don't tell my birth well there's like three reasons one i really don't like the attention it's very annoying <laughs> um two um but yeah i don't well yeah i don't i don't like i don't like people in my business and it's it's, an, it's annoying to just don't wait until my birthday to tell me that i'm great and i'm special because how about if i don't make it to my birthday what then <laughs> you know how about if i died someplace and you're like oh my god you know i never got to say well whose fault is that not mine um I know, and I know that's very morbid, but it's the truth. You know, that's why sometimes, like, it's so funny because, like, everybody at my job is 
giving me a Christmas present. And it's, I mean, it's kind of endearing. Again, I don't like, I don't necessarily like attention. But like all the supervisors are giving me a present. And it wasn't like a secret Santa type of thing. Like they, it's, it was all on their own. And I'm just like, ugh, why are they giving me presents? Because one, I don't necessarily like getting presents. I love, I love giving them. It's my favorite thing to do. Um, and, uh, and also like I don't have money to give to everybody so i feel ashamed and embarrassed but at the same time i like to but the thing is i have given them gifts throughout the year because i feel that's more uh special because it's un it's unwarranted and it's unexpected whereas it's christmas time oh christmas time need to uh uh empty out my wallet because i have to whatever and again I've, i have never said anything to these people so it's going to be very interesting to see what everybody gives me because, again, I am a super private person. So all these gifts are going to be extremely interesting to see because they think they know me, but they do not. <laughs> um, and yeah, so it's just it's it's just weird that 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 they're doing this. But I mean, it's cool. It's you know. But again, like I've 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 given I've given them gifts throughout the course of the year so i don't feel that bad i'm like hey i got you something back in march and got you something in may blah blah blah, whatever um so that's like two you know like when you feel when you feel you want to acknowledge somebody do it then don't wait don't wait for a special occasion don't wait to get a gift say hey man or girl whatever you're cool you're cute whatever you're awesome you're great i appreciate you as a friend lover whatever but three the third one is like the most like uh potent one for me and the one that's the hardest to say um is again like i i i don't feel that i'm warranted all the praise that one gets on their birthday because i feel that i have not accomplished anything you know so so for people to just come up to me strangers or friends to say hey happy birthday man you're the fucking greatest you're awesome you're great i'm like uh i'm really not i'm really depressed right now you know still live with my parents 41 you know got rejected from being proposed you know um i have an ex-fiance who has that (laughs) you know still not married still working at a kind of crap job and not not on my future hustle you know what i mean like all those things like ring in my head i'm just like please stop giving me praise i don't like it i don't feel it i don't understand it what do you mean that i'm cool are you dumb are you stupid or are you dumb (laughs) you know as the wise producer birdman has said um but it's like yeah what do you why are you praising me like i don't like it like uh like because i feel like shit i feel like trash um I should be further along in life than I am and I'm not and and I know that's a lot of people and that should be quote unquote okay but as you can see with the women out there it is not <laughs> you know nobody's going to go out with a 41 year old living with their parents in a retail job you know yes I'm ambitious clearly I have a podcast episode 80 that's pretty cool but is it generating any money? No. So why should they? Why should she care? 
you know, um, to, to, to her, I might as well be playing video games because they're doing the same thing. It's entertainment. It's wasting time. Um, it's, you know what I mean? Like, the, like, that's the thing. And I know, I know, oh, if the right woman will, the right women will understand, blah, blah, blah. And you know what? Yes, the right woman will. But guess what? That's one woman where there are a plethora of women out there that I have to deal with and I have to weed whack my way through to find that right woman. So it's kind of hard with all those women, you know, pointing the finger at you saying you don't have anything to bring to the table. You have nothing to offer. So, you know, it kind of sucks. So I don't like it. I don't like telling my friends when my birthday is and, and all that stuff because and, and it's, it's ugh. And, and like some of them like try to like be detectives and shit like try to like ooh oh this is your thing oh my god I, I know what that is now oh man maybe maybe it's here you know and like try to use their like Doppler 4000 like no 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 oh there it is there it is I, I understand now I get it it's like guys it's not even that big it, it's literally a day in the calendar year calm down <laughs> you know what i mean but anyway um yeah those are the three reasons but anyway uh so the first thing my sign i am a pisces yes i know i knew it i heard somebody i heard you i heard you just say i knew it i knew he was a pisces i heard you and i heard you too okay um and yeah you can you can absolutely see that i am a pisces through and through all right so let's see i got this from whoa don't even know if i can pronounce this this is a uh, chat elaine oh okay i guess that was easier than i thought <laughs> this is chat elaine.com this is from them and uh it says you're the last sign of the zodiac and some say that makes you super deep pisces is a sensitive water sign ruled by the planet neptune your sign is fluid and tends to be sympathetic to the underdog, which is very true. Uh, it's so easy for you to feel other people's experiences that they can that they can obscure your own. Very true. You can be vague and escapist, but make up for it by being compassionate and intuitive. Self-care doesn't always come naturally to you, but it's incredibly important. All true. <laughs> All true. Um, yes, it makes me super deep I, I am extremely super deep you i mean you guys freaking hear my shit you know i was just super deep two minutes ago <laughs> you know what i mean i love being super deep and intuitive and uh re reflective and all that good stuff like it's my shit you know um i don't know i've always been like that uh yeah i am sympathetic to the underdog but who isn't i mean who doesn't like a good underdog story like people people don't like uh the, the the top person i mean granted we don't know how that top person got there but we're always we see the top dog and they're like we always think that like it was never earned that that's how it is so you know whether it's a, a sports a sports movie like oh here's the you know the 11 time champions you know the the bobcats <laughs> whatever you know and you know the raggedy team from oakland california they need to go against them 
we're going to root for the underdog because we see their story. We think that we're them and we want to freaking, we want them to win. Of course. We don't want the big bad wolf to win. We want Little Red Riding Hood to win. Um, So yeah, uh, what's it called? Um, It's easy for you to experience it's easy, it's easy for you to feel other people's experiences. Yes. Um, I'm empathetic. Definitely. When I hear people's stories, I'm like instantly there. I am zoomed in. I'm like, oh, whoa, what happened? You know, not necessarily like in a gossip way, but like I need to get the whole story and then like forget it. I'm, I'm in my head the whole day. Like now, now your story and your pain is in my head. And it's now it's my story and my pain, <laughs> you know, and I'm experiencing it. I'm just walking down. I'm like, oh, man, that's crazy. Why Why would they do that? Or, man, what 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 a crazy turn of events. Yeah, I'm, I'm totally like that. Um, I'm definitely an escapist. Definitely. I, I like when I'm at work, you please don't even look at me because I'm not even in. I'm not even there at work at when I'm at work. I'm in my head trying to think of a new episode trying to think of a new chapter in my book uh can't wait to you know thinking about coming home to record a podcast it it's ridiculous i am not at work when i'm at work I'm, i am so absent-minded at work i don't even care <laughs> you know like it's it's so it's so serious um and yeah self-care doesn't always come naturally to me yes but it's incredibly important and it is yeah i will always put myself last that's that's how i am I've always been that way. I try not to be, but that's how I am. And that's not good. <laughs> um, best traits in a Pisces. Intuitive, sensitive, devoted, compassionate, inspired, forgiving. Mm-hmm. Um, and has, has something to say about love. So, love. It may be best to avoid casual dating, Pisces. The trouble with you is also your greatest gift. You fall in love so easily. Your ability to feel profound adoration and devotion is wrapped up in your ability to see the possibilities in or with others. Make sure that you are dating someone because of who they are and not what you believe to be their potential. Bam. Damn, son. How'd you do that? <laughs> Shout out to I-97. <laughs> um yeah that's that's true um even though it's so weird because you have to casually date but i've always been that way like i really have been like i'm 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 a one woman dude so it's very hard for me to casual date even though i kind of have to but it's funny when i okay so let's say when i go on a dating app and i see somebody you know i eventually scroll 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 whatever but then when i see somebody i lock in i'm like Okay, this is the person that I'm going to deal with. And whatever happens with this person, um, I'm going to deal with them and only them until it's dead. And then I can go on to the next person. It's so weird. I've always been that way. Because, like, I always feel that, let's say I, I pick that first person, right? But then I scroll and then pick somebody else. And now they both say hi to me. And then now I'm talking back and forth. I feel like I'm cheating, even though... I've met these people two seconds ago. They don't know of each other and they don't know that I am talking with the other. You know, it, it, it's not cheating. It's dating. But I feel bad because I'm like, oh, man, how about if they like me at the same time? Like, you know, with the same energy. Ugh, how can I go with Miranda on Monday and 
whatever, Judy on Tuesday. You know, how, what? I can't do that. How about if, you know, I they meet each other, you know, how about if I go out with one and then the other one meets, you know, them while I'm on the street with them, with one of them. And I'm like, ah, like, oh my God, you've been cheating on me. Like, no, no, I'm, I'm dating, I'm dating. <laughs> You know, I'm like, oh, I knew you were just like all the other guys. And I'm like, no, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> you know, so it's so weird that I think that way. But I don't know. That could be a good sign. I, I, you would think that'd be a, a good sign, you know, for women. Like, oh, man, he's he's really devoted. And, you know, we, he, he won't do that to me um, if we would ever, like, date. Like, no, I wouldn't. But no, God, you know, you can go with you can go with Tyrone. <laughs> you can go with him, and that's fine. <laughs> um, so, the, so there's that. Um, but now we go into now. I still don't know the meanings between these things. Where like you know, there's the sun, the sun sign, the moon. What is it? The sun sign, moon sign, and rising sign. But I found what mines are so and again they seem pretty accurate um oh yeah but oh wait but first yeah with the love thing too yeah i totally fall in love so easily it's ridiculous i have crushes all the time and by the way i will have an episode definitely on that on crushes um in the immediate future but yeah like i it it does not take long for me to fall in love it's so crazy because like let's say again I'll, we'll pick the name Miranda. So I see Miranda on Tinder or something. No, no, not Tinder. Like OkCupid, right? And I see her personality and all that stuff. Boom, give me two minutes. My creative mind can manifest an entire relationship and go through all the milestones of a relationship and like go through the whole thing and like, fall in love and all, all that shit and it, and it's i know it's bad it's bad don't don't tell me that it's bad i know it's bad <laughs> but but i still do it because i because i can't help it um and again it says it you know um uh date somebody because of who they are and not what you believe to be their potential to be and i understand trust me i understand that's what happened to me that's why i'm not married right now because somebody was falling somebody was falling somebody wanted to my ex-fiance could no longer believe in my potential and had to deal with my with my reality so i understand firsthand about that but um yeah so with you know miranda i'll picture the whole thing i'll picture us you know on our first date i'll picture us getting you know really cool i i already have her voice down um fucking and mind you i haven't even like met her or, or spoken to her, you know, I've, 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 I've imagined us having sex, um, being in our first home, having a child, how we, how we would raise our kids, all this shit, all that shit. And then let's say she just, you know, I, I te not text her, but like say I write to her and it's on red and like, that's it. And it's done. And I'm just like, oh man, like i you know i was never even given a chance and that sucks i mean not that she has to give me a chance maybe she saw something that she didn't like maybe i wasn't attractive to her that and that's all fine but to me i've gone through this whole thing i've put 
everything into it and then it's like whop, whop, it's done and i'm like oh and then it, it just brings me down until i meet somebody else and i'm like oh oh my god there's francesca let's 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 see what she's about and then the whole cycle happens again and i just need to stop going all the way through with that but at the same time man i fucking it's it's not well it is my fault but it's not my fault because i love love i love love so much that's why and i want to be in love i want to share love with a significant other i, I mean even though it seems even though it's probably going to happen that i will probably be alone for the rest of my life <laughs> I feel that I shouldn't be. I feel that I have way too much love to give to somebody and to share that love with, you know, but hey, man, maybe it's not in the cards, but I don't know. I just have this love so much. That's why I get so happy when my friends have a new milestone or something. I was like, oh, it's, you know, it's like another year. Oh, my God, you're celebrating your 10 year. Oh, you're celebrating your first year. What? You're having a baby. What? You're having another baby. What? You got a house. I get so happy for that because I'm like, yes, I want that shit. But since I can't, I'm going to live vicariously through you guys. And this is fucking awesome. <laughs> you know, this is great. So um, I go hard for my friends, man um in that retrospect and it's and it's so cool um i remember um uh ricardo e ricardo e's brother came up a couple weeks for his cousin's uh not confirmation baptism there you go um but this was this was going to be the first time that i saw his new son his newborn um well not that newborn he's like 10 months but still <clears throat> And I'm like, oh my god, man! And and this is this is well, he had he had a lot of things. He had um, you know, he just bought a new house. Well, just moved in to the new house. Sorry, and you know, got the newborn. And I'm like, yo, man, yo, congrats with everything. He's like, yeah, man. Like, yo, I can't, I still can't even believe that this little thing is mine. Like, I keep waiting for you know the parents to pick him up. But I'm like, oh wait, wait, that's me. <laughs> you know what I mean? And you know that thing. It's so. So it's so great. And I'm like, yes, man. Like, look at you and your newborn and your beautiful wife. And you got the crib. Like, you're great. Like, this is awesome. And that's that's where I want to be. You know, that's where I want to be. I want that. I want all that shit. I can't wait to fucking give my love to somebody. You know? But I don't know. Right now, it is not in the cards. <laughs> it is definitely not in the cards. But yeah, that that's how I am, man. I fall in love way too easily way too easily but anyway now we're gonna go to the like sun and moon and rising signs so my the sun, okay so the sun sign it says right here your sun sign describes the center of your personality what motivates and drives you and who you are learning to become cool so my sun sign is pisces so it says here uh as the 12th and last sign of the zodiac Pisces contains within itself a little experience of all the signs. This gives Pisces sons the ability to identify with people from all walks of life, from all backgrounds in some way. These individuals are not only changeable and adaptable, they have open minds and tremendous understanding. Unfortunately, Pisces itself is often misunderstood. Pisces sons may spend a good portion of their lives 
yearning for understanding, and the other part in a state of divine discontent. Suffering is sometimes glamorized in the Piscean world, a bit of a martyr syndrome with most Pisces sons. Facts. <laughs> Those are all facts right there. <laughs> yep, it's very true. I, I, I often feel misunderstood. And a lot of the things that I like, the majority of the world likes. So it's just like, well, all right, well, I guess it's just me, <laughs> you know, that I like. Uh, the the top three things, the top three things that I I always bring up in that sense is like, for one, um, the world loves Marvel, right? Marvel movies, Marvel studios, great, awesome. I love DC. I'm always in the minority for that. Okay, so that so there's that. Two. Um, oh, I love Nintendo. I've always loved Nintendo ever since I was born. Ever since Nintendo came out in 1985. Um, but everybody loves the other two systems. Um, Sony, PlayStation, and the Microsoft Xbox. The world, like, loves them. Lo loves those two consoles. Not, I don't want to say very few people like Nintendo. A lot of people do. But when people think about video gaming in this day and age... It's always the other systems and not Nintendo. <laughs> it's always that. And three, I love M. Night Shyamalan, his movies, his famous director. I love I love most of his movies. Probably like 90% of his movies I like. Everybody hates him. <laughs> the world hates him. But I, but I relate to his movies. I like his movies. I like his style. You know, so I always feel like I'm always on my own island while everybody lives on a continent you know and they're like yeah come over here and i'm like eh. <laughs> like i'm okay you know so i always feel i always feel misunderstood always um what else is here um yeah sure i could be a little bit of a martyr as well um i do like this though yeah these individuals are not only changeable and adaptable but they have open minds and tremendous understanding we do i do i i definitely do i um um i do have an open mind and i am tremendously understanding i mean i i am still human though i will judge <laughs> i will absolutely judge you but i will listen <laughs> you know i'll definitely listen to you so there's that um it, it continues still still in the sun category the arts marketing music teaching drama healing arts these are all fields in which Pisces can find and will need the space for expression. Their imagination, attunement to humanity, and remarkable intuition endow them with in inviolable gifts of insight and creativity. Yes. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. The arts, yes, I love. Marketing is cool. I like marketing. Uh, music, I love music. I mean, I've, I, I love listening to music. I love music. Um, but also I used, you know, back in high school, I used to be like in chorus and, and chorus choir. And I love that too. Oh my God. Uh, with the acapella and all that stuff. Awesome. Everybody said, and with the teaching thing, a lot of people have always said that I should have been a teacher growing up because I resonate with kids. I used to be a camp counselor for six years and the staff loved me and all my kids loved me too they're like oh man you need to be not even a camp counselor you need to be like a camp director and i was like whoa all right take it easy buddy <laughs> like i don't want to be a freaking camp director but 
um i appreciated that I, you know that people knew that i loved working with kids and it was fun it was like it was it was it was those six summers were really fun and i like taking care of those kids even though whew, 12 13 kids at a time my goodness thank goodness we had like extra staff like junior staff because it'd be like let's say me a co-counselor and either one or two like junior counselors so like four adults essentially well not really it was like the two co-counselors would be the adults and the two would be like you know, uh, uh, 16 and no, 17 and lower. So it was like two adults, two teens and like the kids. So like four staff to like 13 kids. So it's all right. Um, but it was still a lot <laughs> to handle those kids, especially in the freaking sun like that. You know what I mean? But, um, uh, they were, you know, it was a good job. It was fun. But yeah, a lot of people said like, yeah, yeah, you need to, you need to be a teacher. And I'm like, mm, I can see it, but no, no, thank you. <laughs> drama. I love dramas. <laughs> I mean, I don't like drama, but I love dramas. And a lot of stuff that I write is uh, drama filled as opposed to com comedic because a lot of people say that, you know, I'm funny, which I am, you know, not to pat myself on the back, but I do love dramas. I, I like to learn like the sad shit. <laughs> you know what i mean uh and the healing arts so yeah all that stuff is pretty damn true pisces is a sensitive side uh, pisces is a sensitive sign both sensitive to criticism and sensitive to others feelings yes this is what makes them absolutely brilliant friends and partners one of the most naturally empathetic people they are easily touched by human suffering this kind and intuitive nature makes them believe in people and they are deeply hurt by compassionless, compassionless human behavior and have a hard time saying no. Yep, I do. I do have a hard time saying no. But all that other stuff is true. Like like I've said before, yep, I'm, I'm sensitive to criticism. I don't like criticism. Even though I know it's, even if even if it's constructive criticism, um, yeah, I'm sensitive to that. Um yeah, but I'm not saying that you can't criticize me. You can, like, you should. Who, 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 who am I to be above criticism? But I don't like it. <laughs> it kind of hurts because, like, oh, you're not accepting of me or my work. I don't know what happened. Who am I? <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, what's it called? Yes, I'm definitely easily touched by human suffering. Um, yeah, this is this is all good stuff. All right um pisces seems to derive energy from their generally short bouts of self-pity they come back stronger with a spring in their step ready to face the world again and just as if not more compassionate and trusting as they were before some might even wonder if pisces finds pleasure in suffering we do um <laughs> sometimes this is the case but most of the time pisces pulls a lot of creative energy from sadness it is so true what freaking i don't i don't even know what to compare this to but like yeah i definitely put i definitely pull i'm sorry a lot of creative energy from from sadness it's like it's like uh, musicians you know when a breakup happens or or something and people are like oh man we're about to get a fire album you know what i mean like i mean i don't know when uh what's it called adele's birthday is but like when she gets sad and whatever or when trouble happens in her life, they make fantastic, she makes fantastic music. Or when like another musician, 
they get all happy and they're in a loving relationship we're like oh man this album's gonna be trash <laughs> you know we we love well i love um sad shit you know it it does it, it gives me a lot of creative energy like a lot like uh, like the book i'm trying to write well not not like the not the i don't want to say real book but like i have a real book and a personal book and the personal book is full of sadness but it's a book <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> it's even though it's a book of sadness i have enough material that i can make a book out of it and that's that's where the creative energy comes from and i love it i mean i haven't read it in a while i mean it's it's not necessarily put together it's 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 divided amongst chapters but still um it's great shit but i love it you know and yeah it, i definitely pull a lot of creative energy from sadness it, it definitely gets me going it gets me thinking you know I, I i don't know i don't know what happiness brings you you know it's kind of like how people say that you need to fail to win because you won't uh not respect but you won't um you won't um damn what is it not respect but the the feeling of winning won't be earned like you won't respect it if if you're winning all the time so like if you fail you're like man i need to get back up to the top again it's like it's the same thing it's like i i like i don't, I don't want to say i like being down but when i'm down it's not so bad because it's familiar and i know how to channel this down energy into up energy or not even up energy but just move it sideways and move it here uh pool that collective energy and like boop, put it over here and be like okay this is what i'm gonna use it for um yeah all my shit is derived with sadness this podcast is derived from sadness um my my two books derived from sadness yeah man i'm 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 pulling all that energy into an empire <laughs> you know what i mean like that's what i'm doing so totally understand that so now sun is sun is done so now we're on now we're on the moon sign so your moon sign describes your instinctive and emotional nature whilst your sun sign describes qualities you are learning to develop and become your moon sign describes who you already are so my moon sign is libra okay so moon and libra people have a strong need for partnership without someone to share their lives with they feel utterly incomplete preach uh the lunar librans feel safe and secure when they are in a partnership these are the people who seem to always need to have someone tag along with them wherever they go even if it's to the corner store they find strength and reinforcement in and through others people with this position are quite off or often quite charming they can be very attractive to be around and are often given given to flirtatiousness rarely directly aggressive these people win your heart with their gentle and refined ways yes we do but yeah man see says it right there strong need for partnership what did i say before i told you you know um it really sucks i mean sometimes yeah i, I do like to be alone 
Um, I, I, I do need my, I do need my space. I like going to the movies alone. You know, I like experiencing that stuff by myself. I don't, I don't need somebody to go to the movies. I have yet to go like to a restaurant by myself. I haven't done that. I usually, I usually am with somebody like, Hey, let, let's go here. I haven't done that yet, but, but my friends, um, I do have, uh, that is going to happen soon. I might as well say it now that, um, I, soon i will be starting this thing called the adventure challenge i don't know if you've seen this on your instagram or whatever but you probably will now since i said it out loud and your phone heard me so now you're going to see ads for this the adventure challenge (laughs) um it's a cool thing where it it well not that it comes with you can purchase along with it it's a it's a book it's about like 50 50 planned dates that they plan for you um, there is a solo edition, which is what I have. There's a couple, a couples edition, which I gifted, um, and, uh, Andrea from, I think episode 16. And I also gifted, uh, Cassandra. I think that was episode 29 or maybe, um, with the solo edition. And pretty much it's basically 50 prompted dates that you go on if you go on the solo one by yourself if you're with the couples one with your boo and you capture you you can either capture it on your regular phone or capture it on your um, on the uh polaroid that they uh provide you know separately but you can pay for it and then it's a book and then you smack the uh polaroid in that book in that section in in the in the date thing and it's pretty awesome i looked at it i was like wow this is really cool let me get this and at first before the solo thing i was like man i want to do this with somebody man this would be so fucking cool but then i saw a solo one and i was like you know what fuck it let me get the solo one and i'm gonna do it so soon i don't know when but soon you're gonna see that i'll be posting the dates that I will be going on by myself because again, I don't know if I'm ever going to be in a relationship. So I don't know why I should hold off things to do if I'm not going to be in a relationship. Let me just do them. But again, you see with the Libra thing right there, moon and Libra people have a strong need for partnership. I do. I absolutely do. And, and, and it's been really bad this this time around Uh, the other years i mean again it's it's been it's been nine years since i've been in a serious relationship but for the past for the past year it you know what you know what it's like okay well it's for the past year my brain and like my heart have been like searching or, or or longing yearning to be with somebody and what i was gonna say before you know what it feels like i'm gonna put it in vaginal terms <laughs> it's like when a woman is ovulating <laughs> or when a woman is getting baby fever is those two things the ovulating one you know the woman is horny for some dick and the other woman wants to have a child so bad but the but it's out of reach so it's like that it's like i am yearning for a partner again i'm not saying that this is the right time i'm not saying that i'm a perfect 
uh, not gentleman, but a perfect uh, partner. Not, I'm not saying any of those at all. I could be a shit partner. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, <laughs> or, or, I'm, or, you know, I can, you know, if somebody like fell on my lap, that doesn't mean that things are going to go good. But regardless of all those things, I want a relationship super bad. You know, just like the movie. But, um, yeah. Um, I, yeah, I long, I long for partnership. It's been nine years. It's going to be 10 years in 2022. In, in November, November 25th, 2022, it will be 10 years, a full decade since I've been in a serious relationship. That's crazy. Meanwhile, my ex-fiance is flourishing in hers. Not to say that I need to be better than her to achieve happiness, but I'm just saying it sucks. <laughs> so my it says your rising sign shows the way you project yourself, how others see you, and the kind of experiences needed to make your life meaningful. All right, so my rising sign is Sagittarius. All right, so I got the rising sign stuff from um, msn.com. So it says, having Sagittarius rising in your birth chart automatically makes you one of the most positive and optimistic personalities out there. Your enthusiasm is astonishing and makes you a real pleasure to be around. You love trying new things and never say no to the prospect of an adventure. Fun-loving, inventive, and imaginative are great adjectives to describe Sagittarius rising. These individuals are constantly on the go and love throwing themselves into fun new activities. This I'll probably have to give like a 50-50 to <laughs> because I do not like to go on adventures. It's actually the quite opposite. But then again, I uh, see stereotypically I'm like, oh, people are like, yo, let's do I don't know, let's do this, let's do that. I'm like, mm, I don't want to do that. But I don't know, maybe there are adventures that I'm not, that I wouldn't consider an adventure that I go on. You know what I mean? Um, well, the things that are true is like, yeah, I'm, I am pretty positive and optimistic. People love gravitating towards me because like, I don't want to say I'm the life of the party. I'm not, but I'm like the light of the party. That makes sense. Not the life, but the light of the party meaning like mad people love coming to me and they're like yo man oh like i love hanging out with you like you're great um you know words of wisdom people be texting me all the time and then i like i hit them with some like wisdom shit and all that stuff in there or or i i um hit them with positivity you know the power of positivity like the new like the new day says and i get them in their right spirits and they love it you know so i, I like doing that so I definitely understand that. That that is true. Um yes. Um my yeah, your enthusiasm is astonishing and it makes you a real pleasure to be around. Yep. That is that is all true, all true, all true, all true. All right. So that is it on the sign. All right? The done. So we got sun, moon and rising. So there you go. Boom. There's my sign, all right? Pisces. Um there you go. So now we move on to love language. Okay. Love language. Again, like I said, love language and MBTI, the Myers-Briggs type indicator. Those are two uh, most uh, 
pertinent things, at least on my list, that you should know. Um, if you come out, if you come out of, if you come out of this with anything, um, I suggest you take the love language test and also the Myers Briggs uh, type indicator test or personality test. My, the Myers Briggs personality test. There you go. So, my love language. I already knew about this because uh, back in the day when I was with my ex fiance. And we would go to church. We had a thing called church group, and they supplied us with uh, books on the five love languages for couples editions. And they gave it to, and they gave gave us one each. And I read it, and I was like, "Oh man, this is great! I understand this." Uh, yes. And then years later, when we broke up, I got the solo edition, uh, singles edition, I should say. I got that you know read it i mean i should probably read it again um either or but most likely the singles edition i'll read that again and i then i also learned it through real world experience with one of the uh women that i used to go out with uh called yoga chick um and my uh love language is touch that's my primary love language there there are five love languages i always forget them i mean i always forget all five i can always i can always just uh memorize four so okay so let's see it's um so it's words of affirmation quality time receiving gifts acts of service and physical touch um yeah so there you go <laughs> so there's a so um everybody has all five but pertaining to who you are it's usually the top two that are the most that resonate with you so for me it the number one is physical touch even even before i start reading this stuff um i love to hug i love to embrace i um i absolutely love sex i love to be intimate um i i, I like to touch and i like being touched that's how i know um that is my primary love language and also two words of affirmation like i said before with the science thing like i don't like praise but i like acknowledgement so like i like for i like reassurance oh martini you're doing a great job oh martini like i really like how you do this you know whatever so you know i i've been in the throes you know of like women you know having sex and stuff like that and having both of those at the same time like oh martini like you're like you're so good and whatever blah 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 while i'm touching them brings me to the moon you know so it's great and i remember and i've said this before with the um yoga chick um she did not like to be touched when we initially started dating but not because of me just because of how just how she was and i was like yeah that's fine i'll respect your uh, boundaries but while we were dating we only dated for two months but you know while we were dating like it kind of got i felt like i was missing something and i really didn't didn't know what it was i felt like i was deprived of something because i couldn't move forward i couldn't connect and it was the touching i was like oh my god like we don't i can't embrace her i can't hug her i can't touch her you know and i'm not saying like i wanted to like fuck whatever even though of course i mean i did why not but more so like man i can't even like hold hands with her while we're walking you know like we would we would walk around her town all the time and we couldn't hold hands just because and i'm not saying that 
Oh, how come she won't let me hold her hand? Like, ah, this stupid touching rule is dumb. I'm not saying that. No. I'm just saying, man, that sucks that I couldn't even do that while we were dating. And um, it it deprived me of, of, of a big thing that affects me. Um, and it's the touching. So, like, that was a big thing. So, um, not, and I'm not to say that we called it off because of that, but there were, there were just other things that, that weren't uh, conducive to a positive relationship. But, um, yeah, that's, that, that was a big thing. That was a big thing for me. So, that's how I knew. Hands down, physical touch is my primary love language. So, let's read about it. So, touch. Physical touch is one of the five love languages, and it refers to expressing and receiving affection through touch, physical closeness, and other forms of physical connection. Kissing, hugging, holding hands, and sex are all ways of showing love through the physical touch love language. Most specifically, having touch as a love language means that small physical gestures, such as having a partner put their arm around you in public or snuggle up close to you on the couch while watching TV together, matter a lot more to you than things like gifts or saying I love you. Facts. You know, um, definitely. And also, like I said, words of affirmation. So words of affirmation are any spoken or written words that confirm, support, uplift, and empathize with another person in a positive manner. Words of affirmation is one of the five love languages, which are just specific ways of giving and receiving love in a relationship. If someone is drawn to words of affirmation as their love language, marriage and family therapist Michelle DeMarco tells MBG, which is where I got this from, um, it's because they believe words really matter and help them give a literal voice to how they feel inside. Couples therapist Antonia DeLeo, yeah, DeLeo, M M no, LMFT, shares some affirmative phrases that will make people whose love language is words of affirmation feel loved and secure. So, I love you. You are so special to me. After all this time, I'm still crazy for you. It really impressed me when you dot dot dot. I couldn't I couldn't have done blank without you. You inspire me to dot dot dot. Did I tell you how grateful I am that you are my partner? You deserve all the praise at work. I see how hard you've been working. I just wanted to let you know I'm proud of you. I really appreciate you when you do dot dot dot. I'm here if you need me. I'm always in your corner supporting you. I feel so loved when you dot dot dot. I am proud of you because dot dot dot. I am proud of you for always trying your best, whatever it is. It makes my heart melt watching you take care of blank. Thank you for being so sweet and loving to my family and friends. I'm happiest when you make me laugh. I find you so attractive and gorgeous. I'm lucky that you are my partner. I love our life together. Thank you for making me feel safe and loved. You did such a great job doing blank. Tell me more about it. Okay, so on and so forth. But you get it. All those things will make will melt my heart. Okay, like I love that. But definitely, like I said, this is number two. Um, what's it called? Uh, physical touch is number one. Def- absolutely, definitely. But yeah, but again, take take the love language test. It's, it's fucking. It's it, it like takes fifteen minutes. It, it's no, it's nothing. Find, see what you think you are, right? 
See what you think. Like write write down those five love languages. Oh, here we go. Let me see if I can do it again. So receiving gifts, touch, acts of service, quality time. Um hold on. Quality time, receiving gifts, words of affirmation, touch, and acts of service. Bam. Um yeah. From out of from from those five pick which one you think you are right then maybe write down one or two reasons why you think you are and then after that go go and take the test and then see what you actually are and then you know look at the differences you know maybe you maybe you already know who you are um and and again it's great and again you don't need to let's say you're with somebody a significant other, wife, whatever. You don't need to have the same languages, okay? Because that's not necessarily how that works. I mean, if you if you you don't need to think that you need the same languages to be successful. That's not that's not what I'm saying. So, like, let's say the man has acts of service and the woman is physical touch. Like, wait, what did I say? The man is acts of service and the woman's physical touch. Okay, so let's say you get her flowers for Valentine's Day. She might, yeah, she, she might think that it's cool, but like you're not speaking her language. Her language is physical touch. So hold her, embrace her. She'll appreciate that more. With her, let's say she, she I don't know, snuggles up with you and watches television and you're like mm, nah i'm good i mean he might appreciate it but still that's not that's not what gets him so maybe i don't know she i don't know cooks you your favorite meal you know that is an act of service and you're like oh wow like this is great thanks babe you know so th like that's how it works okay but anyway so moving on we got the enneagram all right, and this is from crystalnose.com. So the Enneagram is a system of personality typing that describes patterns in how people interpret the world and manage their emotions. Okay, so I've discovered the Enneagram maybe, I don't know, four or five years ago. And again, I took the test. And I was like, well, what the hell is this crap? So I took the test. and I was like, whoa, I can see that this is me. Yes. I see that very much. <laughs> so uh, the Enneagram is um, E-N-N-E-A-G-R-A-M, if you want to take that. So my Enneagram is um, type 4. But they also have uh, things called wings. So like it will be like a wing 1, wing 2, wing 3, wing 4. I guess it's like a additive or something like that. I, I, don't, I didn't look up what the wings actually mean, but... If if you're gonna look at the enneagram or any or anything like that, I'm I'm a type four, but specifically, I'm a type four wing three. So that is the enthusiast. That's that's who I am. So strengths that are typically associated with the enneagram four wing three personality include being deeply in tune with themselves understanding the feelings and motivations of others, thinking creatively and efficiently, consistently being genuine and authentic. Does, does this not ring true? 
I believe this is this is who I am. Okay, so my, th those are definitely my strengths. Now my weaknesses that are typically associated with the Enneagram Four Wing Three personality include reacting emotionally in difficult times, focusing too heavily on image, facing self doubt and insecurity, tendency to speak to seek approval from others. True, 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 true. Yes. Reacting emotionally in difficult times. Yes. I act rash. I get angry, even though I do have patience. I, 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 do, I do get angry. Yeah. And I act uh, emotionally. I get kind of teary-eyed sometimes. Yes. Focusing too heavily on image. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah. With me. Because, you know, I... Well, you don't know, but... um. I am tall. I'm six one. I am a string bean, definitely. And yeah, I do get hung up on body image. It's not. It's not just girls, guys. Okay, it's not just girls, people. Uh, yeah, I. I. I am. Um, yeah, I'm very uh, body conscious. Um, I don't like going to the beach just because I know that I have to like take off my shirt, and I usually like would just wear it, and I, and I don't like going swimming neither be, for the same reasons because uh, I have to like show off my body and I don't like it because like I don't I don't like my body so there's that and um but also too the other way with focusing focusing heavily on image too it's just like with relationships like with guys and stuff like that like they're like the image like that you know like the tall muscular dude who's always he's always gonna get that chick just because of hypergamy and their loins <laughs> you know they're not gonna look at me they're gonna look at that guy so yeah i do focus too heavily on image but i mean how can i not those guys always win you know so i feel that i have to be that guy to get the girl and i don't want to feel that way you know if if, if women can you know have those slogans oh be who you are fuck your beauty you know what is it f your beauty standards um and all that stuff it's like okay how come that doesn't work for me how, how come i have to live up to the image of whatever you of whatever the woman pertains what a man should be but if i want to have a preference i'm wrong you know, like, oh, no, you you can't you can't have a woman like that. What's wrong with me? You know, you need to accept me or or it's whatever shaming. You know, it's either fat shaming, slut shaming, uh, whatever shaming, you know. Uh, I can't have my preference, you know. You you can be, you know, oh, we're all sexy. OK, well, I want to be sexy, too, but it doesn't work that way, does it now? Like I can, I'm, you know, the, no chicks want to be with me because of the position and the thing that I'm at, I'm at. But okay, it's all good. <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, and again, see tendency and facing self doubt and insecurity. You just saw it right there, and also look at that tendency to seek approval from others. Bam, see how true is this shit? You know what I mean? I told you, man, so stop with, uh, stop saying all that mumbo-jumbo shit. Like, oh, this is stupid. Like, why are you looking at the stars? These things are dumbass tests. Like, look, I'm I'm showing you live proof that these things are, 
I don't want to say real, but they have validity to them. That that's all I'm trying to that's all I'm trying to show that they have validity to them. You know, that's it. Uh, Enneagram four wing threes tend to be motivated and energized by achieving personal or professional goals. Yes, feeling accepted and affirmed by others. Mm-hmm. See words of affirmation. I told you uh, number two. Um, oh, yeah, my second um, love language. Understanding their own emotions, expressing themselves artistically. Voila, what am I doing? A podcast. What am I going to do? I'm going to do a personal book. Again, expressing myself artistically. Look at that. Um, Enneagram four wing threes tend to be stressed and drained by personal failure and disappointment. Yes. Spending too much time alone. Mm-hmm. Feeling unable to express themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I have a hard time expressing myself verbally. Uh, with writing, though, I'm very good at that. But verbally, I, I've always been bad at that. Um, facing and solving interpersonal conflict. Oh, I'm always in a constant struggle with myself, with my inner self. Four wing threes are ambitious and creative. They understand themselves and love to express this understanding through art. They thrive in an, in an environment that allows them room for creativity while encouraging them to connect with others. Again, podcasting, you know, and also the book. That's how I, books. That's how I will connect with others too. See, this is how it is, man. This is how it is. <clears throat> Common jobs for people with Enneagram four wing three personality types. Performer, mo- motivational speaker, personal trainer, photographer, journalist, music teacher, artist, hairstylist, dance instructor. All things that I'm pretty much interested in as opposed to like, hair, I mean, not the hairstylist, I'm not, I'm not, but like, yeah, performer, yeah, even though I do have stage right. <laughs> Motivational speaker, I mean, I, I do give good advice. Uh, personal trader, mm, probably not. But photographer, I love taking photos, even though I'm not like a professional photographer. I don't have like a Canon or a Nikon or anything like that, but I love taking pictures. Um, journalist, mm, maybe. I, mm, I like getting down to things and like creating a like a like a narrative um music teacher i don't know about music teacher but i like taking music artist of course you know doing everything uh podcasting books hairstylist no (laughs) um and a dance instructor i don't know about dance instructor but i do like dancing um and uh enneagram enneagram fours at their best. This is from psychologyjunkie.com. And it says, creative and empathetic, healthy fours have a profound awareness of their unconscious selves. They are driven by their inspiration, bringing meaningful pieces of art or writing into the world in a way that transforms people's lives. They discover their identity through, through their creativity, drawing sources of inspiration from outside and inside themselves. Their intuition about themselves and others is often staggering. They seem to know the emotional wavelengths all around them and can easily put themselves in other people's shoes. They use their deep, empathetic nature to connect with others and see what they have in common. Their creativity is often novel and transformative, something that has never truly been seen before. But they don't force themselves to create. They simply follow their intuition and inspiration as it strikes. Uh, 
At this level, fours have transcended their alter ego and are especially life-enhancing. They help people to understand themselves and the human experience in powerful ways. Damn. Some bars right there. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I definitely feel it. Definitely feel that. Enneagrams at their worst. I'm not going to like this. (laughs) At their unhealthiest level, fours are filled with self-hatred and self-pity. Absolutely. They are often self-destructive, turning to drugs, alcohol, or suicide attempts as a way to cope with their increasing feelings of shame. Hard stop right there. That's kind of half the reason why I don't drink or take drugs. Because I feel to me, they will hit harder because I'm almost prone for them to destroy me. You know what I mean? You know how like people can like really hold their liquor and stuff like that? Um, or they'll like, you know, uh, what's it called? They'll, uh, have drugs like fucking all the time, whatever. I don't think I'll be able to do that because I, I will probably think I not think, I think I will partake in them too much and then they will just overrun me and destroy my life. That's kind of half the reason why I don't do it. The other half is like, I just don't. <laughs> you know, I because I don't have an interest in it. I'm like, ooh, I would love to have some Baileys and a fucking whatever, or like a Jaeger bomb. Mm, I love to. I mean, not a Jaeger bomb. What is it? Yeah, Jaeger bomb, right? Or or like Jaegermeister or something like that. I'm like, nah. Or sake bomb. No, I'm good. I don't need to have any of that shit or drugs. I'm alright. Or a cigarette. I'm good. Don't need any of it. But I think that if I did. It would fuck me over, <laughs> I think. But anyway, let's keep going. <clears throat> the rest of the world seems like a reminder to them of how much they have failed. Yep. Happy songs mock them. Mm-hmm. Couples in happy relationships feel taunting as a personal attack or a sign of failure in their life. Hallelujah. Because this is so exhausting for them, they feel like giving up on life and withdraw from everything outside themselves. Hard stop. This is why... Ladies and gentlemen, I stopped going on Facebook. Uh, I used to be a hardcore Facebook user ever since it was like invented. I was on that shit. Then maybe three, four years ago, I just ended it. Because like there was so much happy shit going on like with couples and and whatever. And also like the people that I was going out with, they didn't want to go out with me anymore. But at the same time, like two or three weeks later, I would see them with their new bow and they would be super happy. I'm like, wow, like you weren't happy with, you weren't happy with me, but you're super happy with them. Fuck that. And of course, you know, and of course my ex-fiance getting married, I didn't want to see any of that shit. Um, so like, yeah. Um, yeah, I didn't, I didn't want to see any of my ex-fiance's like wedding shit or whatever people saying congratulations because we still have mutual friends at least via social media you know like i i some of my friends still follow her and i kind of am not happy about that (laughs) you know i mean not to say that they need to choose sides whatever they can they can follow her whatever but it's just like why anyway um yeah um you know my ex-fiance got married did not want to see that freaking uh, uh, a, a person that I used to date, you know, was getting married, did not want to see that, uh, 
what's it called? A uh, hiking chick. I know you don't know her. I haven't talked too much. Oh, I think I maybe I did talk to, talk about that maybe in episode seven or eight. Um, you know, uh, long story short, you know, I, I tried to get with her and she was like, oh yeah, you know, like I'm really uh, jaded with relationships right now, you know, so I'm sorry. I can't, I can't be with you, whatever. I'm like, all right, cool. That, that, that makes sense. But like 18 days later, she puts up on Facebook saying that like, oh, hey, um, I, uh, I'm in a relationship, not I'm in a relationship. I'm, I got a, I got a plus one to both my siblings weddings and this is going to be great. This is going to be awesome. I'm like, wow. In, in 18 days, 18 days ago, you said that you were jaded with relationships, but 18 days later, you're going to your family's weddings with a new person. Wow. And that really hurt. And I was like, that's the, that, that right there was really the thing that, what was it? The final nail in the coffin. I was like, all right, sir. Click off, delete, deactivate. So I took, so I, I, for anybody who has not left Facebook, they, you know, they tell you a thousand times, are you sure? Are you sure? Are you sure? And then they ask you to, uh, uh, mitigate your, um, not mitigate, migrate your, photos that you've accumulated over the years and i was like yeah because i didn't want to lose that so i got all my i got them all and then um after i got all my photos it took hours hours (laughs) to get on my computer but after i did that I deleted that shit and I'm never going back. <laughs> I mean, I know it's meta now. I mean, so maybe, maybe I'm, maybe I might because meta sounds fucking cool. <laughs> you know what freaking Zuckerberg is trying to do with meta sounds pretty fucking hot. So that might bring me back. But other than that, no, I'm not going back. I don't want to see any of that shit. Um, I just don't because I, I, I mean, I know it's not this what i'm about to say but it feels like a betrayal you know just like oh word you guys get to fucking be all happy well fuck y'all you know you don't get to know anything about me or what's going on nope get out you know Uh, yeah oh yeah that yeah that was the final nail that and like just other just other things like went down all with women and and i will definitely get into that stuff too um, there's an upcoming episode that I'm going to have pertaining to my significant other, well, the girls that I used to date, you know, or whatever. Um, yeah, we're going to get an in-depth conversation about all that still, all, 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 all of them as well. But like, yeah, it all stemmed from that. And I'm like, you know what? I don't need this anymore. I'm done. I'm done. So I just left it. But yeah. Um, because of this, because this is so exhausting for them, they feel like giving up on life and withdraw from everything outside themselves. They become convinced that they are outcasts or martyrs and that nobody could possibly understand their pain and suffering. I do feel like that a lot of the times. Uh, it's normal for them to feel shocked in counseling sessions that other people might have suffered as much as they have. Mm-hmm. At this level, they envy the same people they criticize. The quote-unquote normal people who have who they imagine have it so easy without even trying inwardly they hope that someone will come and rescue them from their misery but it feels impossible because they struggle to make an appearance in the real world yep i mean that is half the reason why i don't have a girlfriend is because i 
stay cooped up in my room, either playing video games or making content for my podcast or writing the two books that I have. Uh, yeah. So I'm over here hooping and hollering that, oh, I want to be with somebody. I want to be with somebody. But like, how would they know that I am looking for somebody if I haven't put myself out there? But then again, I don't put myself out there because I feel that I have nothing to offer to these women. So it's kind of like a cyclical revolving door. You know what I mean? It's, 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 it's a horrible, it's a horrible, uh, Ferris wheel, <laughs> Ferris wheel of despair. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, yeah. I mean, the, hey, enneagrams at their worst. I'm, I'm just living proof of it. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I don't know if I can change it, but there, there it is. All right. So, numerology slash life path. My life path number. So this is from uh, allure.com and it says, you know, numerology: how to calculate your life path slash destiny number so numerology is the mystical study of you guessed it numbers just as astrology just as astrology the planets and zodiac signs are connected to specific attributes within astrology according to the teachings of numerology certain numbers are associated with specific traits or themes these numbers are used to offer insight on personality future events and even life's greater purpose so my life path number is number six. So I got this from uh, Ganesha Speaks, G-A-N-E-S-H-A-S-P-E-A-K-S.com. Ganesha, I think, Ganesha, Ganesha Speaks. I'm sorry if I'm pronouncing that wrong. But yes, my life path number is number six. So the life path number six is associated with a lot of love, affection, care, and humility. You are someone who likes to serve humanity in a more significant for a more significant cause. You have a lot of empathy towards the ones who are weak and are suffering. It gives you immense joy to help people. You leave no stone unturned to help those in need. This quality is rather rare in people. However, there is a thin line between helping someone and invading their privacy. Not everyone may appreciate your efforts. Thus, you will have to take great care and make sure that you either guide people and leave them to act upon their situation or at times aid them to show them the way. Doing everything for them will not give them the space to learn from their mistakes. That's very true. <laughs> All that is true. I definitely understand what they're talking about. <clears throat> so this this other part is um from creative creativenumerology.com. And it says you really want to understand things. You know that is impossible. You know that it is impossible to understand something that you have not experienced. This applies to your relationships too. You can live a lifetime with someone and not know them because a barrier exists which prevents you from feeling who they really are. Or you can meet a stranger and know this person immediately. The quality of your relationships is determined by the extent to which you let go of judgment and open yourself to the one-on-one -on -one experience of the individual involved. Yeah, I, I understand that too. Definitely feel that. All right. So now we are up to the archetype. All right. So an archetype can be a statement, pattern of behavior, prototype, first form, 
or a main model that other statements, patterns of behavior, and objects copy, emulate, or merge into. So, an archetype. You know, like an archetype's like, oh, you're the freaking, you know how like, okay. <clears throat> so you know how there's, okay, so you know how in every group of friends, there's the blank. It's like that. It's like it's the archetype. Like, okay, there's the funny one. There's the serious one. There's the whatever. You know, people always fall into those type of categories or archetypes. Um, so for this one, my archetype is from the individualist.com and my archetype is the creator. So my life journey is to explore the heights of imagination through new forms of creativity. And my universal lesson is to develop artistic gifts rather than to ignore them. My pattern, my pattern, my behavior pattern and characteristics are, um, I enjoy the arts and science of creating something out of nothing. I absolutely do. I love that shit. Uh, strives to be different and is constantly going against the flow. Often an introvert who enjoys festivals, concerts, galleries, or museums. Yeah, for the... Mm, I don't know about festival festivals. I've never been to one of those before, but like, woof. And not even the freaking... like, Not even after the Travis Scott thing. I'm just like, I don't know. Those things seem so unruly and un, unkept, like very wild. Even though the EDM crowds are, even though I don't think I'd go to an EDM concert, or, I mean, not a festival, because, like, the festivals are, like, 12 hours long, but they still, they still seem very dangerous, but, like, f for some reason, the EDM crowd, they seem, like, fine. <laughs> like, you know, those 12 hours, they're just, like, dancing with each other, and, like, that. that's it. Like, this seemed pretty cool. Um, other, other expressions for the crea creator. Performer, artist, perfectionist, maker, storyteller, inventor. Mm -hmm. What the creator wants above all, to explore and master unfathomable heights of imagination through innovative and unexplored forms of creativity. Facts, man. I want to like explore shit. I want to create awesome movies, uh, screenplays. You know what I mean? Like I want to just come up with awesome concepts and also to develop those concepts and then bring them into fruition and then show the world that's really what i want to do like i have a lot of shit in my head man that i want to get out and show the world for real uh what the creator fears above all being or appearing mediocre to those around them not being able to finish what they start remaining in a state of stagnation absolutely true 1000 percent true um i hate feeling mediocre and also yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to remain in a state of stagnation, and that's how I feel right now. Like, absolutely, I feel like I'm not moving forward. I feel like I'm just like in. I feel like I'm running in place. There you go, perfect. I feel like I'm running in place, um, and I want to stop feeling that. Uh, the creative strategy to create innovative things that produce endearing and long-lasting value. Yes. That is the motherfucking strategy. Yes. <laughs> what creators look for in life. What a creator wants most of all. What what makes creators happy is conceiving an idea and seeing it move from concept to creation. What I just say. <laughs> See? That's exactly what I fucking just said. <laughs> like That's exactly what I want to fucking happen. From concept to creation. That's what I want. All right. So here's... Remember... Remember I said the two things that I want people to take? The, what was the first one? Love language. What's the second one? We're finally on it. The personality type. Okay? The Myers-Briggs 
the MBTI personality type, all right? So I got this from um, psychologyjunkie.com, okay? The INFP, that is what I am. That is my personality type. So what it is is um, INFPs are an unusual and rare group of individuals. In the United States, they make up a mere 2 to 5% of the population. Male INFPs are even rarer, making up only 1 to 1.5% of the population. These value-driven, imaginative individuals often feel like the definitive square pegs in round holes. In a culture and society that that perpetuates the idea that males are normally domineering, assertive, and blunt, the male INFP can feel that there is something innately wrong with them or unacceptable to others. This struggle isn't limited to males in the U.S. either. This seems like a worldwide dilemma. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yep, that's how Yep, that's how I feel. I feel that there's something innately wrong with me because I am not domineering, assertive, or blunt. None of those things. But, but those characteristics are the things that win women over and the and that's the disconnect you know and that and that's what i hate yeah so um in the country uh, there's a uh, there's a quote so from somebody in the country i'm living in the in the country that i'm living in the philippines i've met many people in my life who seem to think that a quintessential male should have at least three traits outspoken bold tough-minded decisive and logical as a male infp i just couldn't get used to those traits and even if i tried to do it i can only act like it for so long word there it is absolutely true those things are very tough for me it feels like i'm wearing somebody's clothes when i try to be like outspoken bold tough-minded and decisive you know that sounds like 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 i'm not that you know but i don't know <clears throat> Nigel and INFP. Oh no, I, Nigel and INFP. Him. That that was that was the person who who did that quote. So INFPs who are driven to understand their own emotions and who feel things deeply often try to repress their personality, or are bullied or are bullied into repressing it. INFPs may be told by their parents or peers to man up or that boys don't cry. They may have to constantly check into their inferior te to become more like the stereotypical male of today in doing so they can feel constantly drained worn out or disconnected from their true self this constant repression can cause them to appear moody angry or irritable this can have detrimental long-term effects according to the mbti manual male infps are one of four types most common in substance abuse programs they also show the highest levels of depression of the 16 types with chronic pain. See that? I'm telling you, man, I'm not doing them junk shits, man. I'm good. That's just going to kill me. Anyway, INFP. No matter what your biological age is, you were born as and remain an old soul. You have been questioning the greater truths about life as long as you can remember. But your wisdom is supported by an inherently youthful sense of curiosity that drives you to explore each issue from multiple different angles. You may best be best described as 60 going on 6. You have the whoa, you have the sagacity of someone much older than yourself, but the insatiable curiosity of someone much younger. I definitely feel that. Definitely feel that. 
why the IF, why the INFP seeks relationships. With that said, it is also true that other INFPs see finding love as their highest priority. They are your proverbial romantics, perhaps dreaming of finding true love or their eternal soulmate. INFPs may also seek a partner who can be their best friend, companion, and helper, someone they can talk to and enjoy life with. Yes. Okay? Yes. I told you. We, we, we've already discussed this. All right. Continuing on. So, um, here's a, here's a funny one. Um, my tarot card reading. Yes, I did a tarot card reading. I was messing with, well, I wasn't messing with this chick. I wanted to mess with this chick, <laughs> but never got to. We'll talk, we'll talk about her another time. But, um, she was into tarot card readings. I mean, she knows how to do them. And I'm like, oh shit. I was like, yo, freaking read my, uh, do it. <laughs> like, <clears throat> uh, read those tarot cards. So, um, tarot card reading is a form of cardamancy, whereby practitioners use tarot cards purportedly to gain insight into the past, present, or future. They formulate a question, then draw cards, interpret them for this. What? They formulate a question, then draw cards, interpret them for this end. So, <clears throat> my tarot card reading is it's three it's three cards. So the first card was was called judgment. Facing your past and acknowledging your history or the history of a situation will lead you to the steps you need to move forward in the future. This card asks you to meditate and listen to your inner voice. The judgment card may reflect a recent awakening that has moved you to take stock of any habits or life choices that are holding you back. I mean, oh, and oh, damn, I should have, I forgot when this happened, but like I, this, no, not a year ago, probably six or seven months ago, I got this tarot card reading and it was true, you know, and like, and that's what, it, it, it's so true. Like, you know, I, I think I'm, I am being held by, by, by my ex-fiance, not that she's doing anything, but just the memory of her, you know, and all the, and all those things. That's why I wanted to do episodes like this to like talk about it and also move me forward to get to where I need to go, you know, and do things. Like my personal book is, my personal book, if I haven't talked about it, is is about the past 10 years of my life. And of course, it, you know, it, it, it starts after my uh, disengagement, as it were, and and what, and the effects of that like where does a person go after that because you in your head mentally prepared yourself to be with a person for the rest of your life but then that person leaves what is your life about now like you don't just go back to what you were doing before you were taking stock in something that was going so that was supposed to surpass you your lifetime you know what i mean so when that gets taken away from you who are you now so that's what that book is about. Um, and so that's why when I got this tarot card reading, I was like, wow, you see, like it knows that I'm fucking trying to look into my history and and understand it so I can move forward. You know, like what what is it? What is the freaking line? Um, uh, if you don't know about history, you're doomed to repeat it or however you fucking say that shit. You know, so like that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to learn my history so I don't repeat it and so I can move forward. 
you know so um i like i like that that card said that so the second card is 10 cups upright this is a card of peace and contentment achievement and feeling loved and fulfilled it may also tell that a romantic relationship is forming one that could result in a lifelong love affair hey man hopefully hopefully we'll see i don't want to like rush into things but that that's you know hopefully <laughs> and the third card is uh, king of cups you have really good control over your emotions take come take come quiet time to oh take some quiet time to reflect on the emotions around your situation what emotional triggers pop up that are holding you back progress yeah um a lot of things actually <laughs> but yeah you know that I, I like i like those cards it was it was really good so there's that so and then i tried to do i mean well that that's pretty much the end um but i did look over those other things and i wanted to get like uh some insight on i guess what my um not opposing what's what's the word like what my partner would be you know in those other things like what am i compatible like my compatibility things with all the other things that i that i've talked about so like so with my sign i'm a pisces so my, the signs that are compatible with pisces is cancer scorpio taurus and capricorn so if you're any of those what's up ladies <laughs> you know what i mean um you can't really be compatible with a love language it, it's whatever you have or with the life oh no well the life path number i'm compatible with twos threes fours and nine nines um the archetype remember i'm life path number six the archetype i am the what was it archetype what what um what was i was i the creator i think i think that's what that is the archetype i got no time um yeah the creator archetype is the creator my compatibility one would be the nurturer okay so now with my my personality type my personality type is the infp so if you are an infj or an enfj or an esfj we are compatible so what's good mama <laughs> but yeah but that's that that is it that that is everything that is the archetypes mbtis and enneagrams that is the pseudoscience study of me so i hope you enjoyed this episode of course oh, come on we're not done yet but but i'm just saying like that that's pretty much it um it was really fun researching all that good stuff um i hope you have learned more about me so that, that that's that's pretty cool I, I really enjoyed doing that um and again there'll there'll be more episodes like this like getting to know like like the you know the innards of me i guess emotional innards of me um like i said before i'm gonna do an episode talking about all the relationships that i had and i know it might sound like episode seven and episode eight but there's there's gonna be not a little twist to it and, and the twist isn't that i have them on the show don't don't think that <laughs> like i'm not <laughs> i'm not having my exes or people that you know i fucked or or would-be's on the show that'd be freaking hysterical i mean that would be a pretty damn good show but no 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 it's just like no <laughs> but you're just gonna have to wait and see how i how i flip it but anyway we 
we are at the end. So we are. I am on card number sixty-five of the and the skin deeps the and self edition card game. So question number sixty-five. What do you got for me? So what is the one lesson or value that I want to pass to my grandchildren? Wow. Jeez, just skipping, just skipping my my kids, my sons. Um, what is the one value? What is the one? What is the one lesson or value that I want to pass to my grandchildren? I don't know. I think I might. I know it might be cliche to say be yourself, but I guess. I guess what I want to I want to expand on that to like be yourself is it's just more so don't try to fight who you are I guess I think that's the other way of saying be yourself but like more so the the not fighting you are who you are you know and try to explore that even if you don't find people who are like you that doesn't mean that you're wrong, you're made incorrectly, or whatever. Be the best you that you can be, which is whatever you turn out to be, I think. Explore that. Expand that. Don't worry about looking for another you. There isn't another you. You are you. <laughs> you know? Um, And just try to be who you are um you can be the best you you know you you can you can reach the you know you can enhance yourself you know but don't change yourself uh and but that but that also doesn't mean like don't grow either you know like what was the i think there was a quote i don't know if it was from like muhammad ali or something like that but they always have this they always have this quote with his picture with it so i'm assuming it was him who said it but i don't know but i know i'm gonna mess it up too but essentially it was just like oh um if you're 20 years old and you go wait if you're 20 years old thinking one thing no if you're 20 years old and you if you have what is it if you have the same mindset that you have at 20 that you have at 50 then you wasted 30 years of your life, you know? So it was like that. So it was like, I'm not saying you can't change. Definitely grow and expand your mind, but don't like change who you are. That's what, I, that's what I'm trying to say. You know, be you. Um, and don't, don't have internal struggles with yourself trying to fight who you are. That's, that's really what I'm trying to say like because it it sucks it's an everyday struggle um and you don't need to do that just find out who you are accept who you are and roll with who you are that's it you know so um well there's that that was fun my voice is parched i don't think i've talked that much in a while i mean even though it's an hour and 50 minutes but it was just an hour and 50 minutes of me straight talking and i haven't done that in quite some time <laughs> so uh, that's the end of the show thank you for listening to the inquisitive nobody podcast you can find this podcast on multiple digital service providers such as apple podcasts google podcasts podbean spotify 
Amazon Music, Audible, Listen Notes, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. You can also follow the podcast on Instagram, Twitter, and Vero at T-I-N-Q-P-O-D. If you have any questions or topics you want me to discuss, you can DM me or email me at T-I-N-Q-P-O-D-C-A-S-T at gmail.com. And I'll read your suggestions on the next show. So after today's episode, I'm not saying I have the dating world figured out, but I am getting closer to figuring out a way to love within it. Thank you for listening. My name is Martini Jean, and I am the Inquisitive Nobody.